Hello, 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 and welcome to Navigating Preteen Ministry. My name is Sam Beam, if you know me, and if you don't, my name is Sam Beam. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, If you listen to The Nugget, you know that uh, I've come back from a conference, and so I've got a lot of notes from that conference that I want to break down for you guys, and I'm super excited to do that. Um, So before we start, uh, we're going to jump into our shout-out of the day. Our shout-out for today is, uh, I mean, I guess I'm using a lot of Watermark's content, and so uh, I'm going to shout them out today. Um, but they have a podcast called the Church Leadership Podcast, um, and I believe I've shouted it out before, but it's worth mentioning again. It is something I listen to regularly, right? All the stuff I shout out is not just things that I found, um, but things that I listen to regularly because they help equip um, and grow me as a leader, and they do a great job. They interview other leaders, um, they interview people within their church and outside, and really just get to break down a lot of really cool, big um, topics, um, and they are just easily digestible, always applicable, and very uh, enjoyable. So I would encourage you guys to go check that out. Of course, as always, I'm going to have that um, linked down below. Um, but for today, uh, we are going to be kind of following up the nugget we had. Um, I talked about giving yourself a personal inventory on where you're at, um, and that came from um, one of the sessions. Uh, this session was by John McGee. If you don't know John McGee, uh, he's kind of like the main speaker for uh, the podcast um, that they do. Uh, he's a great speaker, great communicator, um, and he spoke on um, a tired leader, essentially. Um, and so I'm going to be uh, talking through some of the notes I got from that and kind of applying it within the realm of our own ministry area and some specifics there on how we can think uh, through that. Um, so uh, his main point uh, that John started with was that um, a tired leader is an effective leader, um, and he uh, he made a really great point uh, that I meant to share in the nugget, but I'll share with you guys today. And he said uh, the key to effective ministry is longevity in ministry, meaning that if we want to be effective in our ministry, we have to be there long term, right? I'm not going to make the impact in my preteens' lives if I'm there for a year and gone. I'm not going to make the impact in my leaders' lives if they see me for two years and then they see me disappear, right? Turnover in the church um, can have a lot of uh, tough side effects. Um, it can it can uh, show weakness and, and things like that in the church and in faith, and it can really affect a lot of people. And so if we want to be effective ministers— we want to be long leaders. We know that uh, those kids in our uh, in our ministry that we've seen from start to finish, we have a much better, deeper relationship. We've seen them grow. We've seen them change. We've seen how the Lord impacts them. Um, and that is just um, part of uh, effective ministries because we're there long. We get to see the impacts and be the impact and, and speak into a child's life and have validity in that. Um, so uh, John went on to give seven reasons why we might be tired. Um, so I'm going to go over those reasons. Um, and I want you guys to take time and, and along with that inventory, hopefully y'all did earlier this week. And if you haven't, you get to do it now. Um, but do a self-inventory on yourself, on where you're at in ministry because I know for myself, a personal story time, I'm coming out of a season of tiredness. Um, Probably um, most of March um, and part of April, um, I was just very tired, just tired. You know, it's it's those days where you go into work and you're like, I'm going to do the bare minimum to skirt by, right? You'll look at that to-do list and you see all the things kind of adding up, but they're not quite crucial so you don't quite have to do them, but you know that if you want to do them well, you should, but you just don't have any of the energy, right? Uh, some verbiage for that would be burnout. 
Um, and I was just a little burnt out. I was tired. And so going into this conference, it was great for me to reflect on these and highlight the ones that I thought were most likely to be a cause of my tiredness. Um, and so, guys, let's jump in. Uh, once again, this is not my content. I am definitely just regurgitating uh, some of my takeaways from this by John McGee. Um, at the Watermark Church Leaders Conference, but the seven reasons uh, he gave for why we might be tired and why you might be tired. Um, the first, lack of sleep. Yeah, that one was pretty plain and simple. He said, you might be tired because of your lack of sleep. Um, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and tie this into the second point because the second is you might be tired because you're not dealing with what it takes to get to sleep. So some of you guys might just need to go to bed a little bit earlier. Uh, you have things to get done. Uh, you could be on my end of the spectrum where the things to get done are uh, things you enjoy, video games, hanging out with friends, uh, staying up, watching a movie, whatever, and you might just need to cut that out. Um, and for some of us, it might be things we're battling and wrestling with, uh, our insecurities and our fears, the things of our ministry. Um, I go through seasons where I don't sleep well at all because I stay up and cannot get myself to sleep because my mind is just racing uh, with all of these things going on in my life. Um, so our lack of sleep can impact it. And and you know what? What do you need to do to get more sleep? There's people that that are, that are in ministry that I see that are like, oh, I'm just so tired all the time, man. And then I hear them talking and they're like, oh, yeah, I was up till 2 a.m. on Saturday night. And I knew that I had to be here at 6 a.m. on Sunday. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. And, and I, and I want to ask the question, how is that affecting your ministry? Are you doing that effectively and well because of your mental state? We all like we are literally built and wired to get sleep and we need that to be functioning and effective. Um, and they made the point a lot that we are both physical beings and spiritual beings and those are not separate. We are physical and spiritual and we need to honor both in order to be the most effective we can. So are we getting enough sleep? Do we need to put our phones up an hour before bed? Um, do we need to um, turn off the TV and all electronics? Do we need to um, have a calming routine, right? There's nothing wrong with um, doing some yoga before bed and a cup of tea. I've, I've been there, done that. It's, it's actually quite nice. I, I would actually like probably recommend that as just bedtime yoga and tea. That was great. I don't do that once. I should do that more. You should do that more. Try it out. I don't know. But uh, find a routine that works for you. Uh, maybe it's reading a book and calming your mind. Uh, maybe it's just praying and spending time with the Lord in the last few minutes of your days and, and asking for some rest from the anxiety. Whatever it is, um, you need to, one, make sure you're getting sleep, and two, um, dealing with what is keeping you from getting sleep. Number three uh, is my heart and my passion um, is that you have a lack of Sabbath. Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath. Um, it is a gift and a blessing that the Lord calls us to do. Um, I believe I have a podcast on it that's long ago. I should probably do an updated one on it um, as I've grown and matured. The, gosh, that was probably three, two years ago. I don't know how long I've been doing this. A long time ago. I was still in the um, shed of my old house doing this, so it was weird. It was weird. 
But anyways, Sabbath is crucial. It is a day that you take uh, where you put down your electronics or you put down your work um, and you rest in the Lord. You eat really good breakfast. Um, you spend time with your family um, and you devote that to the Lord. Um, and it also looks like sabbaticals and Sabbath. Our lead pastor is going on a sabbatical because he needed rest. He was tired. We're all tired. Um, we've been through COVID. We've been through all of this and the repercussions of it and the the consequences we're seeing um, as the culture shifts around it. And we are tired. And so you need Sabbath. Um, uh, so talk to your pastor. Talk to your leader. Maybe you need a sabbatical week. Maybe you need a sabbatical day. Our, our church staff does a cool thing where we get one day a quarter where we can just say, hey, this is my sabbatical day. I'm not coming into the office I'm not going to be spending time with the Lord. And it's, you know, an honor-based thing that, that we're going to go spend time with the Lord and not, you know, sleep in and play video games, which Sam would love to do. But um, that Sabbath is extremely crucial. Um, there's like I, I will look at my schedule ahead and be like, okay, this is when I'm taking my sabbatical day. And it's coming up, right? I've had all of these events in April. I'm going to have all these events in May. I'm near the end of May. I'm going to take my sabbatical day. Um, and just rest and refresh myself. So maybe you don't have enough Sabbath, enough Sabbat, enough rest, right? Um, so take that rest, take those days, take those times to be with the Lord. Um, number four, I really liked and was interesting, and it was that uh, maybe we're tired because we're playing out of position. We're doing stuff that doesn't work for us. And this one really applied for me. I like this one because um, it's like, what brings us joy in ministry? What do we do in ministry that truly brings us joy? Because I'll tell you some of my things. I love, love, love teaching. My favorite moments in ministry are when I'm up there teaching and interacting with the kids. And I also really love um, some of the weird organization things. I love a nice spreadsheet. I love getting things organized and set up, uh, but only certain things, right? I, things that I don't like. I don't, something in me just despises uh, scheduling volunteers. Whatever it is, there's a mental block in my head, and I just hate having to schedule volunteers each month. It's just, oh, that one gets me. Um, uh, and, and, you know, there's some things that I'm okay with and some things that I um, don't like. But in your ministry, in your ministry, what gives you joy and what does not? Um, his point was that maybe we are working in an area we shouldn't, right? Maybe a kid's pastor is, is working as in a senior level, and that's just not for them. Or an administrative level, and that's not for them. Maybe we need to talk with our pastor about our role in the church. Uh, and then maybe we are just uh, focusing on... Uh, some of the areas that we should pass off, right? We should delegate to a volunteer or maybe ask another staff member, depending on your staff context, what that looks like. Um, but are we playing out of position, meaning are we spending time, more time doing the things we do not enjoy than doing the things that we refresh us, right? We all have natural gifts that we enjoy and that we like to do. And if we aren't doing those in our ministry, we're not going to find that joy. We're going to get burned out. We're going to be tired. Um, if we're just doing the administrative background for me and I'm not getting to be on stage and interact with students and play and hang out, then like I'm missing what brings me joy. So are you playing out of position? And by that I mean, are you taking time to um, do the things that bring you life and bring you joy? Or are you just doing what you need to to get it done? Um, number five um, is that we're doing too much. I think all of us can say that we are guilty of that as pastors. I feel like um, at this point it is in our job description to do too much. But that's not how it should be. It shouldn't be too much. We should have... 
um, the option to um, delegate that, right? We should have the, the team to delegate that. And so for you, what does that look like? Are we building a team that can take on our burdens, right? I left last week for a conference and my team ran my Wednesday night because they are capable, right? I didn't have to cancel and I didn't have to worry about it not getting done because I have a capable team, right? Um, so are we doing too much? Are we trying to be the the savior of the ministry. That was one of the first talks I talked about that said, we are not the Messiah. We are not in charge of uh, saving everyone, of doing everything, of getting it all done. Uh, that is Jesus. And so we can just do what we can do, right? They told us to focus on what only we can do um, and not everything else. So are we doing too much? Are we trying to be the main stage speaker, the schedule, the coordinator, uh, the, the meeting guy, the pastor, the discipler, the counselor? Uh, I mean, all of these things, uh, when we have people in our ministries who are lacking because they don't have enough to do, right? Can we delegate that? Number six, guys, and this one's a big one for some of us, is unconfessed sin. They are big on a culture of authenticity, um, and so unconfessed sin is a burden. I think all of us have gone through a period in our lives where we've dealt with unconfessed sin, where we've dealt with things that we haven't told people, and we know that that is tiring. It is a burden, and it weighs down on us, and Satan will creep into our minds and tell us that it is okay, that we'll move on, that people will look at us differently if we talk about this but the truth of the gospel is there is no sin that has not been washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. And we get to be free of that burden. And it is painful and it hurts. And there may be repercussions because sin carries consequences. But at the end of the day, no repercussion will outweigh the burden that sin carries. So maybe you need to sit down with your pastor. Maybe you need to sit down with your uh, small group or your Sunday school class or whoever and talk about this sin and get it out because it is weighing you down. And then last but not least is that we have no rhythms, right? Um, God created the world in a natural rhythm, day and night, Sabbath festivals, right? There's natural rhythms to life, and sometimes we are outside of those rhythms, right? Uh, I have underlined that we need to go and then recharge, recharge, and then go, right? What is our rhythm that fuels us, right? What is your daily rhythm? What do you do each morning to fuel yourself? Is it sit on your phone and scroll, scroll social media? Because I've been guilty of that. Or is it spending every last second you can in the Word, right? You're, you're almost ripping yourself away from your time uh, with Christ because it's so good um, to get to wherever you have to be. Um, is it that or is it, uh, you know, just frantically trying to get ready because you're up too late and you're not quite um, on time again um, and you need to get to the church, right? Are you giving yourself time? What does your evening look like? Are you winding down in the presence of the Lord? Are you winding down in the presence of Netflix? Are you winding down in the presence of your phone, right? Um, and then what's your weekly? Are you recharging each week with Sabbath? Are you recharging each month um, with a time away? Are you recharging each year uh, with vacation, right? Vacation is a rhythm um, and done well is super uh, healthy for us all. But what is your rhythm and are you doing it? Are you recharging then going and then going and recharging? Are you taking that time? 
So through all of these six guys, I'm going to go through them again and figure out what sticks out to you most and what you can do. I never want you to come to one of my podcasts, listen to it, be like, yeah, and then walk away. I want you to take a practical application from it. So um, number one, you're lacking, lacking sleep. Just go to bed. Number two is that you're not dealing with what it takes to get to sleep. Number three is a lack of Sabbath um, in your life. Number four is that we're playing out of position and not working in areas that bring us joy. Number five is we're doing too much. Number six is that we have unconfessed sin that is weighing us down. And number seven is that we have no rhythms. Um, And so uh, one of the things they left us with was, um, what do you have to do to be here five years from now? What do you have to do to be here five years from now? Do you need to take a break? Do you need a legitimate sabbatical? Do you need to deal with sin that is building up in your life? Do you need to deal with um, the positions and the roles you're in? Do you need to deal with how much you're doing? What is it that you have to do to be here from five years from now? Because an effective leader is a leader that has longevity. An effective pastor, an effective ministry requires longevity. So what do you need to do to be here for a long time? That's what I've got for you guys today. I hope you enjoy, and I'm going to see you guys next week uh, with a nugget and another full episode. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day, and I'll see you next time. Bye.